Hi, everybody, and welcome back to another episode in our GPS podcast series. So this is episode number two. We had a, a really exciting start to our series last week when we had a quick recap of what has probably been one of the most exciting and eventful Formula One seasons of the last few decades. Um, so right now, of course, F1 is still in its preseason phase. We're going to start testing next week, but right now it's just more about car launches, livery reveals. Um, nothing really noteworthy to talk about at the moment um, because it's all aesthetic right now. Um, so we thought today we will cover a little, we go a little bit more in depth of the feeder series Formula 2, which is uh, well known for being a series that produces a lot of drivers that ultimately get into F1. For sure, Saidat, uh, there have been a lot of changes which a lot of feeder series had to make for the 2021 season. I think one of the biggest changes which we're finding out in 2021 is that we are not going to have Formula 2 and Formula 3 racing together on the same grid as a support series for Formula 1. And a lot of this has been done so that they can save the costs and cut down a lot of costs so that they can shuffle employees between the paddock for Formula 3 and Formula 2 races because a lot of the teams have same teams have have teams in both the series as well. And another important thing about Formula 2 is that it has been a talent pool from where a lot of young talent has moved on to Formula 1. You have the likes of Lewis Hamilton, who has eventually come up to be a seven-time world champion. You have Nico Rosberg, George Russell, Charles Leclerc. You even have Yuki Tsunoda, Nikita Mazepin, and Mick Schumacher, who just graduated from Formula 2 last year. So there is a lot of things we can talk about. And if you want to have a keen eye on looking at future talent, I think Formula 2 and Formula 3 have cemented their role in an aspect wherein which we can expect that good talent can be taken up from these from these feeder series. For sure, yeah. I mean, the, some of the names which you mentioned, especially the, the, the new guys who are in, in F1 this year, um, you know, uh, Sonoda, Mazepin, and Schumacher, uh, all three of them had uh, th- their moments, some pretty uh, impressive performances last year. Uh, and I think one of the highlights from last year, especially for me, uh, for what happened in 2020 was uh, th- the last round in, in Shakir, where I think uh, Yuki Sonoda had one of his best race weekends ever in, in, in his Formula 2 career. Um, he, he got a victory in the first, in the feature race, and then uh, got another podium in the sprint race. Um, and, and that just kind of shows how dynamic Formula 2 has been and how, how dynamic uh, the results can be in that series. Um, but uh, having said that, what do you think what do you, what do you think is going to happen this year? Who, who are your title contenders for this year? Oh, well, man. Uh, see, Formula 2 has a lot of equations to put together. And now considering the fact that we don't have just two races in a weekend, we have three. We have yep. one qualifying session on a Saturday which is going to flip the grade for two races on a Saturday. But that one qualifying will give us only a provisional list for the drivers who are starting on a Sunday. So the kinds of permutations and combinations in which you can reshuffle the entire grid for one weekend is quite phenomenal. And right now, while you drive a Prema or an ART or a high-tech, it just brings a lot of things into perspective by saying that you have to be on top of your game. And knowing the kind of talent that is in Formula 2 right now, I think it's very hard to pick a particular set of drivers by saying that they are going to win. But right now, I guess there are a lot of contenders. And I think you can say Schwartzman, Zhu, Yuri Vips, Marcus Armstrong, and 
Jiham Daruwala might be a good choice to say that they might be the top protagonist for the championship. For sure, yeah, I, I would, I would have to agree with you there. Uh, Schwartzman had uh, brilliant performances last uh, year, uh, but due to some uh, technical inconsistencies towards the second half of the season, I think uh, the championship uh, ran away, and it was, it was taken by, uh, taken to be a battle between Schumacher and uh, Callum Eiler towards the end of the season. Uh, but I think another name that really stands out is Guan Yuzhu. Uh, he had some really good drives last year. He's got his first win at uh, Sochi in the Russian GP. Uh, so, yeah, I think, uh, personally for me, I think uh, one usual is going to be uh, a really strong contender for this year, uh, especially backed by the UNI Virtuosi Racing Team and also being uh, an Alpine Academy driver. Yeah, perhaps. And uh, another thing to mention is that uh, Robert Schwartzman is also a rookie. So, while he pulled off quite phenomenal races in 2020, uh, he does have a very big understanding of the car right now. So, I think that puts him in a very good position for ahead of 2021. So, as you mentioned about Zhu, Zhu has been a part of Formula 2 for quite some time. And now, since he's got the backing of Alpine and he's basically racing a car which is branded Alpine in Formula 2, he has a lot to prove. But in the same way, I, I do feel like there are a lot of people in the program who he has to contest with. So, there are... There are the likes of uh, Christian Lungard. We have Oscar Piastri, who just graduated from Formula 3 as a reigning F3 champion. Yep. So I think Zhu has a lot to prove. And I think while he does bring vast amounts of experience into, in, into let's say, the, the Formula 1 grid or even Alpine from, uh, as a junior talent, he still has a lot to prove. And I think very similarly, when you think about the various other driver programs which the Formula 2 does flaunt, Trehan Daruwala, Liam Lawson, and Yuri Vips are all basically backed by Red Bull. And while Trehan might be in the prime position to, let's say, perhaps get a seat in Red Bull, he does have a lot of work to do because with the kind of work Hightech have done with their car last year with the inclusion of Gavin Jones as a race engineer, I think they're going to be quite a tough pair to beat. So, this is going to be quite an interesting season altogether. What What do you think about any of the new drivers who are coming in, Saida? Um, yeah, for sure. I think uh, the one new driver, the standout name coming into F2 this year is, of course, Oscar Piastri, the uh, Formula 3 world champion for 2020. Um, definitely, again, another driver that's backed by Alpine. Um, now that he's in, a, he's in a really powerful car this year, of course, the Crema car, so um, we can still expect really good performances from him. But yeah, given uh, Schwartzman ex Schwartzman's experience, I think that's going to be a pretty tricky fight between those two. And of course, like you had told uh, Jehan, of course, he, he had a really good drive last year, um, had some some good moments and of course got his first win ultimately in, in the last round. Uh, definitely a driver to look out for. And let, let's see how it goes. He has Dan Tictum this year as, as his teammate at Carlin. Uh, and like you had said, multiple drivers are part of the Red Bull Junior program as well. And that Red Bull seat is always um, a feisty one to grab. There's always a lot of competition to get into that. Let's see how it goes. I think that at, at that point, and on that note, there's, there's, you know, it's just based on their performances. As we've seen in the past, Formula 2 is anyone's game. Yeah, and another couple of drivers which I want to mention about in the Formula 2 grid who might turn two eyes are... Uh, Jean-Luc Petakov and uh, Theo Pusher. So Theo Pusher has come out of 
quite an exuberant Formula 3 season where he had shown quite magnificent performances. So, Theo Pichet has not been racing in single-seaters for a very long time. Uh, he, had, he had graduated from racing the Formula Northern App Series in 2016. And in 2017, he moved on to another single-seater series, after which he just jumped into Formula 3. And as a, as a rookie in Formula 3 in 2019, nobody really expected the kind of uh, racing that you could expect from him. But eventually, he lost out on the championship by a mere three to four points. And that kind of shows the kind of resolve Theo, Theo brings to the paddock. And another driver who I'm looking out for is Jean-Luc Petikov. Uh, he just comes out of winning the Formula Regional European Championship. So there is a lot of talent in the field. And I know that a lot of them are rookies, but as we had seen last year by the likes of Schwartzman and by the likes of Filipe uh, Drogovic, that you could possibly do anything if you're in the right, if you're in the right car and if you know, if you know how to work, work your tires. So really looking forward to 2021. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, speaking of tires, there was something that was new in the Formula 2 paddock last year. Uh, they shifted to 18-inch rims for the first time. Uh, and, and of course, uh, it was something that was supposed to happen to F1 this year. Uh, but it looks like it's only going to happen next year. So, Formula 2 has been a good testing ground for those 18-inch Pirelli tires. Uh, of course, the tire compounds themselves might be slightly different between the two series. Uh, but overall, I think the 18-inch rims have given us a good idea of how these cars are going to handle. Um, so, for those of you who are new to Formula 2, of course, the Formula 2 cars are slightly smaller, slightly lighter than the F1 cars, I believe. Um, they, have a, they have a V6 uh, 3.4-liter engine, uh, single turbo, but it just doesn't have the same level of technology as F1 cars, which is why the horsepower output is roughly around 620 uh, HP at, at its optimal RPM. Um, so, having said that, yes, F2 cars are generally slightly slower than F1 cars. Their aerodynamics are also not as refined. But what I really want to talk about are these 18-inch tires. Now, we saw last year in Shakir, the Shakir GP, uh, Chaku, the Formula 1 cars were actually quite fast in that technical section, uh, right about Sector 2, in the outer loop of the track. Uh, and Formula 1 cars were quite planted through that section. But we saw that F2 cars were really struggling for grip. They're really bumpy in that section. Yeah, absolutely. And you could see by the likes of the way the cars are performing. And you could see the amount of degradation the tires go through even during these particular races. Given the fact that a lot of these, a, a lot of the races which happen in Bahrain, the junior seat, the junior feeder races happen, happen in the hot sun. So you're not racing at night where your temperatures are close to pretty much nominal, I would say. But you could see the kind of degradation the tires go through. And you could see a lot of teams struggle with their tire data because while this might be a spec series, each team has to work on their own setup to optimize the way the cars work on a particular set of tires. And this is pretty much the place where you find the crisp of the, the, the creme de la creme of your talent for finding how a driver controls the car, how he controls the tires and a lot of stuff. And yep. this is where you could see the likes of Mick Schumacher doing a pretty phenomenal job. Luca Giotto, oh, yeah. who is a veteran of Formula 2, has been doing quite a phenomenal job. Guan Yu Zhu, also doing quite a good job with the tires. And there are a lot of other teams why they might be very good on a one-lap pace who can 
possibly portray how fast the car is, but put in together to a race simulation, they just fall apart. And this just brings out to you the kind of dynamic and the diversity of Formula 2, irrespective of how, how similar all the cars are. Yeah. So yeah. definitely a lot to look out for in 2021. Yeah, the 18-inch rims, I think the 18-inch tires were um, a great equalizer last year because it was something new for all drivers, rookies and veterans of F2 alike, um, which is why, you know, you had rookies battling out with veterans like Luca Giotto, um, and everyone was just trying to figure out what these tires are doing. Um, one, one thing to note is, uh, I, I believe looking at the tires themselves, you can see that the aspect ratio, the, the profile of these tires are a lot less, or they're at a lower value. Uh, for these 18-inch rim, 18-inch tires compared to the 13-inch variants from previous years. Um, and what that means is uh, that the tire sidewall thickness is a lot smaller compared to the entire diameter of the tire. Uh, and this I th this has uh, a lot of uh, implications. The implications are that uh, I think the tire damping effects, the damping stiffness is slightly, uh, slightly higher as an effect because you don't have as much air in there. Um, so this could be another reason why the tires uh, uh, tend to be a lot more bumpy when you go on these uh, these on the curbs, especially when you look at that outer loop in Bahrain. Um, and you know, speaking of other bumpy tracks, we do have Monaco coming in this year, and uh, that's definitely going to be a wild card here. We know that Monaco is has a lot of elevation changes. It's an extremely bumpy track through sector one. Um, and then that swimming pool section at the in the in the third sector uh, may not be that bumpy, but the curbs are definitely uh, very dangerous. Uh, it's going to be really interesting to see how F2 cars play out over there. Um, you never know. Maybe the damping is going to become better. Maybe it's going to become worse in the tires. Uh, we'll just have to wait and see. This is another year of testing, development, and R&D for those tires before we throw them onto Formula One cars. Completely agree with you. And uh, we also have another new track on the grid. We are racing in the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia and F2 will be racing in Jeddah. So yep. way too many variables to think about, Saidat. And I think we'll get our first glimpses of Formula 2 after the preseason test, which happens. So let's just keep an eye out for that and let's see how, how the drivers are performing. For sure, for sure. We'll keep a lookout for preseason testing. So uh, for those of you who have joined us today, thank you so much for watching. Uh, we'll be covering uh, preseason testing in depth next week. So watch out for the next uh, GPS podcast. So until then, keep racing and stay safe.